Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, April 28, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Again, we have a lot of stuff on the docket. In fact, we have a lot to talk about as it relates to things going on around the horn and into next week. Let's revert back to yesterday. We had a couple of important things on the board. We're going to review the daily chart and anything jumping off the screen, but it's all part and parcel to the same thing. So yesterday, the market put in another new low. So that's nothing new. They kept putting in low after low after low after low. But the interesting thing is, and this came right from what I teach in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, the market from a daily chart perspective was, and we love this one, on time. And it wasn't just on time, it was really on time. Those of you that have taken the course know exactly what that means. The second thing is, the 120 chart was my tip of the hat yesterday. And I'm going to go to a couple of different charts and we're going to reiterate this thing that happened and then we're going to make sure that we all learn something from it. So I was looking at the 120 chart and I said we've got a reversal on volume. So an alert went out for the SPY options trade around that time, right, 11.30 a.m. yesterday. Once I confirmed that this candle was closed, it was a reversal, and there you have it. So they ended up pulling back, but look what happened. This is what was supposed to happen from the reversal candle. But that's not what we're learning here. We already learned that. What about the 240 chart? 240 chart had bigger volume than the surrounding candles as well, so the 240 chart also confirmed the 120 chart, but the 240 chart didn't close until the afternoon. We were already in the trade. Look at the hourly chart. So this is interesting. This is the first hour of yesterday. That was the heavy volume, but they didn't make the low. They made the low in the next candle, and that wasn't the heaviest volume. So I didn't get my tip from the hourly chart. In fact, the hourly chart was kind of saying something a little bit different, maybe a failure in the making, and that's really what did happen. It wasn't a failure, but they had a pretty decent pullback. So from a 120 mark perspective, the volume was a big deal, the reversal candle was a big deal. It's not really a bona fide reversal candle, but the volume tipped me over the edge. And then we come back to the daily chart, and then you fast forward to today, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do, okay, fine, here we are, what happens going forward? Well, there's a couple of things that happens going forward. A, the market's getting taken out behind the woodshed a little bit on Amazon after the bell. It's not really the market getting taken out behind the woodshed. Amazon was getting taken out behind the woodshed. It was up large today. It's down big in the aftermarket. And the overall market is also pulling back somewhat, which leads me to the reason why I had an exit, meaning a total exit versus multiple exits on that SPY options trade. We're not in a normal market. Even though we got a big rally today, this is not a normal market. They can go back and forth all day, every day. We don't know that they will or they won't, which leads me to the next thing. Next week, we have Kabuki Theater. Expect more large swings in both directions. Doesn't mean we can't have a recovery operation into these moving averages. We can. And I want to point something out. So each and every time the market goes down large, like this over here, or this over here, or this, or this, 
Every time, everybody, meaning in air quotes, everybody, the media, the talking heads, bloggers, video loggers, whatever you call them, guys like me, girls like me, whoever, there's so many bears out there, they're always in the camp that the market's going to collapse. And the market will eventually collapse, and once in a while it does collapse. The majority of the time, it does not collapse. The majority of the time, we get these rescue operations. Now, let's focus on the last few rescue operations. You can go back to here. It doesn't matter. When the market looks like it's going to fall into the abyss, and they begin a rescue operation, what happens? Well, you go up a lot. Look over here. You went up a lot. Over here, you went up a lot. You went up a lot. Here, it bottomed again. Now, if it holds, are we going to go up a lot? Well, what's a lot? Into the moving averages? There's a lot of places that it can go. We'll talk about that later on an as-needed basis, specifically from an inside-the-number perspective or day-to-day. For now, all we have to do is focus on what's the near-term stuff. So let's get busy. What did they do today? They got above and they closed above the most recent breakdown candle high, which is 426.04. Remember that number, 426.04, I was using 426.07, that's an important spot, funny how that works. So a close today above that spot is in the bull camp, that's a flare up in the air for more bullish behavior. Get back below that spot, close hourly below that spot, then it opens up the door for some more intraday volatility, certainly to the downside. What happens if they keep going? Well, you have the next big time, and this is really a big time one, this is a big time breakdown candle high, the high is 438.08, do I expect them to get up there in a flash? Not necessarily, but the more you begin to creep into that candle, the more the magnetic force pulls price toward the top, not always to the top, but toward the top, at least up the candle. Let's refresh on the weekly chart, what did they do yesterday? Here's a Breakup candle low, the low was 415.79, the low yesterday was 415.01, they spiked the low, ripped it back up in the other direction, it's okay to get below intra-week, where are they going to close the week? Will they have closed the week having said something like this? Well, they ran a test of the breakup candle low and closed the week well above, they rallied away from it. That's a bullish sign, at least for the short term, at a minimum. Will they try and rally one more time into the convergence of these moving averages around 445, 446, 444 in that neighborhood? It's very possible. We don't know. This is a weekly chart. Takes a long time to play out. Intro week, a lot of stuff happens. We've got Kabuki Theater next week. Is this week going to be a tail low, a sign or signal of a trend change? What's it going to be? We'll find out by tomorrow's close. By the way, Put that on a sticky note, 433, that's an important spot. Why is that? You need an important spot in between or in the middle of that big breakdown candle. So if they get to 433, A, it's going to be overhead resistance. B, it's magnetic, so the closer you get, it's going to pull price in. And C, if they get above and they start closing hourly above, half an hour candles above, 120 candles above, all that stuff, daily above, then they're going to be shooting for higher up that breakdown candle. So 433 is a good bogey. Let's check out inside the numbers. And by the way, don't forget to put 433 on a sticky note. 
We've got a happy Thursday, wake up green, and you have to wonder about yesterday's 120 and daily chart candle discussion. Funny how that works. You knew that was coming. And the numbers are, 423.70 is going to be an important spot today. It's magnetic and overhead resistance. Above, and they cracked the door open for a test of 426, give or take. Above is 427. And on the flip side, well, you know they did all that, by the way. So on the flip side, remember yesterday's 422.20. Well, now it's moved up to 422.45, should be 50, and it's still an important spot. Price above keeps the door open for the bull case. Below keeps the door open for a trip back down to the same thing that's been important all week, 419.75, or at least for a couple of days. Let's get the visual. So right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see what happened. They tried to get immediately over 422.50. That was in the first five-minute candle of the day. There was an immediate failure. They went down to fill the gap. The gap is filled on some charts, not on others. This one, they came up a little short. This is a short-term chart, but they filled the gap on other charts. My gap, not necessarily the gap that you find in the technical analysis books. And then... And this is just for learning purposes. Once they got back above 422.50, it was off to the races. And you're going to see that inside the numbers in a few moments. Let's scroll up, see what else we have. They're all over the place. Get ready for another rodeo. That was a half an hour before the open. So we let them go, see what's what. For now, and this is nine minutes before the open, 422.50 is our pivot. Now watch these numbers. Getting below that important thing of 419.75, let's say they spike 420. 420 is important. Normally, it's going to be support, but we're not in a normal market. So it should be support. It normally is support. They spike it, and then they snap back. But getting below that important number, 419.75, opens a door for more lower stuff, 418 and a quarter and even lower. And there's your 418 and a quarter, a little bit lower, and that was it. They ripped it back up in the other direction. We're moving along. So remember, below 422.50, the bears have control of the tape. What's the opposing position of that? Above, and the bulls have control of the tape. That's the definition of a pivot. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. They should bounce around 418.25, give or take. If they don't, watch out below. Well, they did, and you saw what happened. First, it came up short. Then they went down and got it later. 418.63 was not what I had in mind for the give or take part, but they went back and did it a few minutes later. I don't like the trade when they come up short and bounce it away, so I wasn't taking that trade. By the way, there's another reason also, because we already had a bonanza in stocks on the move. We'll get back to that later. Trader's choice, you can buy both if you want. Both meaning 418 and a quarter, 417.30. You buy them both, you split the difference, no big deal. They ripped it back up in the other direction. We're moving along. Now check this one out. 11.13, update and remember, above 420 and the door is open for a push higher. 422.50 would be the prize. That's the near-term prize. Obviously, they went a lot higher, but this is looking at short-term at the time. It's a real-time type of thing. Not sure they could get there, but if a trader was long for the ride, you have to exit along the way and certainly around 422 for sure. They're climbing up the first hour breakdown candle high, or at least to the breakdown candle high. Maybe it's just a test, but if they can get above, it's go time for the bulls. That's my current take. Now, just throwing that out there, 
I leave for a break, I eat lunch, all that stuff, I'm checking in, and we're moving along, and then you'll know, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, you'll know they just ripped the market up and they actually started doing it when I was away from the screens. But it was nice to see when I came back because you like it when a plan comes together. Stocks on the move. We're going to take a look at the ones that hit their price objectives. The ones that did not are off the board. There are no trades. Comcast, Caterpillar, Big Mo. We're going to look at BTU and Teladoc down at the bottom. The middle one, CHD, Amgen, and HOLX. They didn't do the thing, so they're off the board. First one, Comcast getting its haircut at the open. We had three numbers on the board. So you can see what happened immediately in the first five-minute candle of the day comes into the first and the second. So it wasn't the first, obviously. The initial target was the second, meaning that was what the market had in mind. We didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that at the time. However, they spiked the second. They rip it back up in the other direction. Jordan got a nice trade on this one in the live room. Other traders in the live room, same routine. 43.72 high with an average that's in here somewhere around 42 bucks. That happened in like minutes. It pays to know your numbers. That was a nice little rocket ride. Then later on, they come back down to the third number and do the deal again. Remember, not that this was one because this was better than a base hit, but base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Two trades in Comcast. About Cat. Took a little while, but it worked out. Never was stopped out. Not even close. Getting its haircut at the open. Turned around, went back in the other direction. Nice trade. 205.85 exit, finishes at the high of day, about 2.13. How you doing? About Big Mo, check this one out. 53.45, getting its haircut, comes down, runs the test, comes right back up in the other direction on a rocket ride. Have a nice day. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. This one's way better than a base hit. How many times do you get a couple of bucks at a Big Mo? Peabody, BTU, you're starting to get the point. Ripped it back up in the other direction, 21.12. Haircut at the open. Have a nice day. How about this one? I switched over to the hourly chart for Teladoc because this one you have to just look at, you have to stare at for a minute, and you have to wonder. So it's getting a haircut to the tune of about 45%. Number on the board, 28.80. Low of day, 28.75. Ripped it back up in the other direction. How's your day going? Who does this? Stocks on the move. Know your numbers. Stocks are heading to a destination. Once they get to the destination, one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to hang out for a cup of coffee or they're going to rip it back up in the other direction. Well, you say, well, what if they go lower? Then I had the destination wrong. It does happen the majority of the time we've got the destination correct. It's a process-driven mathematical formula. The formula doesn't know about the stocks, the companies, the market, nothing like that. The formula is based on mathematics. Still doesn't work 100% of the time, though. It's just the way the market is. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they ripped it back up in the other direction. It's all the same market, right? So we know what happened with the S&P. We're going to see it in the IWM and the Qs and the transports and all that stuff. Speaking of, we'll get to those in a minute, but remember the discussion about the canary in the coal mine. The higher low. Different chart than all the rest. What's the next stop for the IWM, by the way? Well, right now, they're challenging this breakdown candle high. 192.71, you get over that, and they can start working their way toward 195. What's the prize? 197.50. 198, 197. In that camp. 
Here's Amazon, by the way, aftermarket, they get crushed. They're trying to run a rescue operation. We'll see what happens. You never know. By the time tomorrow morning, Friday morning rolls around, it could be up 100 bucks. You never know. Apple, on the other hand, is up right out of the gate. So if Apple's up tomorrow and Amazon could run a turnaround operation, we got a pretty darn good chance for some upside tomorrow. We call that, in technical terms, follow-through. This is what we were just talking about before in the transports. Remember, they stayed intact with the low, the higher low. Now we've got a third higher low, and they're already on the run. Let's say you get another up day or two across the markets. If the transports find themselves above this pivot high here at 15,703 and change, that puts them into what we'll consider somewhat of a no man's land between here and here. There's not a lot of stuff going on. It was a debacle on the way down. So there's not a lot of resistance on the way up here because they cut through it like a hot knife through butter. So they could actually get sucked up in a vacuum formation on the way back up. That happens sometimes, doesn't happen all the time, just an awareness at this point. What about the Q people, the folks out in Silicon Valley? Up almost 3% today, about nine bucks. Same discussion, all the same markets. Again, unlike the transports, we had a low, a lower low, a third lower low, and now you're running. So this chart definitely looks different than the others, certainly looks different than the transports. Lower lows are not good, this is in a downtrend, but remember, the bounces in a downtrend can be violent. The bear market bounces, the bounces in a bear phase are the rip your face off rallies. They're the pie in the face variety. Just think back to the February lows, pie in the face. March, pie in the face. Here, we don't know yet, they're beginning to put the pie in the oven. Same routine on the weekly chart. Where are they going to close the week? Below or above? 317.45. Low of week so far, 315 on the button. Any accidents or coincidences to the low of week in the SPY at 415.01? Again, you have to scratch your head sometimes. There are no accidents nor coincidences in the market. That 415 to 315 routine, that's meaningful somewhere, somehow, to somebody. I don't have the time nor the patience to find it right now, but that has meaning somewhere from a mathematical perspective. I can just about guarantee it. Finding it is the hard part. Knowing about it beforehand is the near impossible part. This is basically my life's work, trying to figure this stuff out. XLF, weekly chart, they made a new low on the week. Now, look at this. This is interesting stuff. So below the moving averages, at least up here, this is bearish. This is in a downtrend, longer term. You can make a case it's in not necessarily a downtrend. I would call it a neutral position, if anything. But when you look at the monthly chart, you say, well, what are they doing? They're just coming down to run a test of the 20-month moving average. Now, we don't know, A, that they will or they won't anytime soon, and B, we don't know that they'll stop there when they do it but running a test of the 20-month moving average is garden variety market behavior. We call it home base. Markets never like to get too far away from home base, but this is a monthly chart. It could take another two, three, four, five months to play out. It could happen tomorrow. We don't know. But what we do know is when we look at this candle, which has a low of 36.69, closing the week below that candle is not a good sign. They've already done it once, 
and this is the second week they're poised to close below that number, that's a bearish sign. They may try and rally back up to recapture it, but I'm just saying what's on the chart is important. doesn't necessarily mean there's a trade there all the time. We're analyzing the chart. We're picking it apart. We're using it to learn from. While there may not be a trade here today, there may be a similar setup on a different chart that does produce a trade for whatever that chart's reason is at a time. So that's why we look at everything, all charts, as many markets as we look at, we analyze them, we pick them apart, and we use the information across the other markets. By the way, just on a side note, back to the SPY, we could use any chart for this, it doesn't matter. What were we talking about the last several days in a row? The closer they got to an important spot, and then they got to the important spot, the rubber band is stretched, it stretched, it stretched, it could have broke, and one day it will break, but it didn't break, it's starting to snap back. Now, if it comes back down, it's a whole different ballgame. If we see a failure tomorrow or next week, it's a different ballgame. But right now, the choice was not to snap breaking the market lower, but to snap back and send the market one more time in the other direction. The more bears there were in the market that believed in the market crash scenario, and again, it will happen, it just wasn't necessarily right now. It wasn't yesterday, it wasn't today. Could be tomorrow, could be three weeks from now. We don't know. That's not important. But what we do know is the more bears that are expecting that rubber band to break, the less likely it is to break. So here's what I'm thinking. I don't know this. This is just like a made-up thing. So at some point, it's more likely, in my opinion, you have less of a fight down at these lows next time. You spend enough time fighting these lows. At some point, the markets are going to come from some spot. We'll just call it here for now. We don't know where. The market's going to come from some spot, and by the time it gets down to here, it's just going to blow through. That's going to be the snap. That's going to be the crash. That's going to be the time and the place where the market just scales down points and points and points because there's no change. This is still Irene down here. She's just not ready for bed yet. Smash Mouth, same routine as all the other markets. Big time day, up 5%. And one of the reasons is very simple. It was so beaten up, out behind the woodshed, shot three times, that the snapback gobbles up a lot of points because you get a short squeeze, pies in the face. You get buyers, you get panic buyers, you get covering, which is part and parcel to the squeeze operation. Buying begets buying. That's the way it works. Still a very strong downtrend on the daily chart. We need to know that. The weekly chart is essentially finding support at the 100-week moving average so far. Doesn't mean they're going to trend all the way up and above these moving averages. What it means is they found support at the 100-period moving average. Now, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.